All right, it is the day after the draft, and we are here to give out some grades. It is FRPC Hoops. I am here with the Canadian Bomber, the Canadian Shaman, the Canadian Bill Simmons, the Canadian Zach Lowe, and the forever Canadian son of one Loretta Curran, Nico Miatello. What's up? Not much, man. I'm excited. I'm excited. It feels like old times going here. I'm, I'm ready to go. Mm. Yes, because we are not alone. We become we have been invaded. The shock jock of the NBA draft is here, Kendall Hall. What's up, my man? How hey. was your day? I'm good, man. Been a long time for a man like me, ready to be back. Tell you guys what I think, you know. It is time. It is time to get into it. We're gonna be dealing with the Eastern Conference and uh we're gonna go ahead and start off with the Atlantic Division. I guess, is there a where to start accepting Brooklyn? Mm. I mean, we could start with the team that made all the trades, but Brooklyn, actually, as far as development is concerned, probably want to talk about them a yeah, little bit. Yeah, they did. They did a lot of the nice stuff. They got uh, Noah Clowney, a guy we, we kind of liked. I didn't quite have him in that top group there, but mm-hmm. he's... Uh, bouncy young center they could use uh a big who can maybe shoot he can play some four two realistically put him out there beside uh nick claxton he's he's a nice young man i i like having him on the squad what he's probably going to provide early is uh, a lot of room protection (laughs) as far as that's concerned um i don't know how much else he's going to provide um, that's the one thing when we get down here, right? Because mm-hmm. this is the twenties. We want one thing, right? And then we build everything else out. Kendall, when you look at a guy like Clowney in the positions he is with uh, Brooklyn, what do you think that he can offer the team? And what are the keys to his development to actually get on the floor? I think he, he offers a lot of things, like especially when it comes to the defensive side, when you're looking at a four or five mm-hmm. that he is with the shot blocking ability to be able to, he's pretty athletic. I've watched a lot of Alabama games, so I've seen how athletic he is. Yeah. Um, so it's very exciting to see what he could provide, especially with what it looks like they've gotten Nick Claxton, the guy that they have mm-hmm. who does the same sort of abilities to be able to be that good at blocking shots and getting you and just being a good all-around defensive team big that, that every team would love to have. Yeah, that's that's definitely yeah. true. I think you're right. Teams that show their ability to develop guys like that, you got you to gotta trust them to go ahead and do it again. Yeah. Now, they took a swing with their second one, and they went back-to-back. So we went at 22nd, we went with Derek Whitehead out of Duke, the kid that had the uh, the foot injuries and what have you. Super athlete, okay? Um, didn't really get to show what his wears at Duke very much. Um, I thought we he – whatever happened with the injury, it seemed like it, it just sapped whatever was going on last year. I don't think we saw the real guy. Um, bouncy wing when he's healthy provides with length, but we're waiting on this kid, yeah. right? 
Definitely, man. He is a project. Yeah. He did not, whether it's injuries, whatever it is, he did not show out to be the level of dude we all thought he could be. And he got drafted primarily on <laughs> upside. Uh, and the fact that he was such a good player in high school. We've seen guys like that work out in the past, but we've also seen guys like uh, Patrick Baldwin last year, a guy we didn't like too much, who they they took a shot on him at 27, and here it was a year later, he gets traded for the 57th pick. So uh, sometimes there's nothing to be found there. I think Derek Whitehead's got a little more promise than a guy like Patrick Baldwin. Kendall, at the second pick, with Brooklyn right now, the one thing that I want to ask you that I didn't see, uh, guard play, shooting, offensive creation. Was this the right way to go with Derek Whitehead or could they have done something different? I think it, the, the risk they're playing with getting someone like Derek Whitehead that once dealt with injuries before the season and now during, and also during the season and kind of didn't perform to the level that we all wanted him to. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's another guy in a guard that had pretty much a lot of the similar things with the injury issues, but we all came in so high on him pre, pre-even college scene is Nick Smith Jr. Like for me, that seems like the guy that if I'm Brooklyn, that's who I'm looking to get. Yeah. A, a nice creator with a lot, a lot of upside that, He's a tall guard. I think that's that's more of the direction that I would go because it's just a higher upside of a player to me. In lockstep, couldn't agree more. I I love Nick Smith, and I had him mocked a lot higher. I kept thinking he would go at 14 to the Pelicans, and if he was there at uh, 21 for sure, the Nets would take him. But he just kept, kept falling and falling and falling. The medicals must be worse than we thought or... Something was up this year because a lot of guys fell due to medicals. Yeah, it seems like there's a theme to this draft and it seems to have some shrouded in some sort of cabal of information that is out there that nobody can get their hands on and just miscellaneously people are just falling. Um, The last guy that Brooklyn took was the the guy that played well with Kansas. Uh, He's Mm. super senior. Jalen Wilson, um, six 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 seven wing, um, outside shot very inconsistent. Has some playmaking initiating, not not much. So at this point, what are we looking at? Is this just a camp body? Where are we with this? Uh, I I guess, man. I guess he's a camp body. I. I didn't really see it with him overall. I had him as a guy who would go undrafted. I liked him a little more last year, thinking there was a little more upside if he got more creation opportunities. But then this year, he got the creation opportunities, and it wasn't all that. I I don't know. He's. I guess you could throw him on your roster as a 15th guy, maybe on a two-way, but... I, not a whole lot of upside there. I don't know. I didn't love that pick. 
on something like this when you're that late in the draft, Kendall, is this a place where maybe a international player or maybe a guy that were, was underdeveloped at the college level, um, maybe a what we would call like a depressed asset five-star or whatever case may be, is this something that we might have thought at this position? What's your thoughts at the back end of the draft and what are you kind of looking for and what what Brooklyn did here with their last pick? I mean, we, once you start getting to the back half of the draft, a lot of the young, higher upside guys are pretty much off the board. A lot of the the, the, the athlete freak of nature is already off the board. So, I mean, I feel like it, it's this is the best direction you can go. Go with an older guy that's just around winning, that knows how to win, and has some skill set. He can make the team. He could don't be on a two-way like Nico said. Uh, but I think there's some contribute you can have to a guy that, that came from winning and possibly that he could be something in this league. Uh, I don't see much upside in him. But I think this is the route that I would go in when it's looking at the late late second round pick guys. Yeah. All right. Now I guess we should go to where uh, Nico lives, mm. and and one of the hottest outfits oh, of the man. night. Grady was dripping. Oh, Toronto, Toronto at thirteen took uh, Grady Dick. The mm. I don't know what you want to call him guard wing. Out of shooter. Kansas, he shooter. If that's what you shooter. want to call him, I will. I will say this. I think. I think I actually believe a little bit more in the uh, the second side creation with mm-hmm. him. Um, I don't think he's just a shooter. Mm-hmm. I actually think he provides something on defense. Um, and the other thing is, is that his confidence level is way high. All we have to do is check out the outfit. So if you have not seen it, and if you're listening to this, I know you saw that because you watched the draft. Yeah. Okay. That sequence outfit was on fire, bro. I I did not expect my man to come out and say, yo, here it is. This actually made, made me think more of him. Actually, it is. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> we got something. Did he get radicalized at Kansas? That's my question. I just because I, we saw this Tyler Hero. Uh, yeah, I I don't know. I I'll let Kendall go on this guy first because this is one of his dudes here. Oh yeah, man. I I like I like Grady a lot, man. I, I've been I've been excited for this guy since I mean since I saw him play in high school. I mean he's a he's he's everything that I thought he was gonna be. Mm-hmm. He's a good shooter. He's he's a big shooter at that. He's not. An undersized shooter. He's big, so it's a little bit less of a worry for him on defense when it comes to things and where he could play on the court as well. I mean, I, I think this is an overall good pick. The Raptors need shooting very badly, and I think this is what you can use with him to space the floor and just be that be that guy that can catch and shoot. Maybe he can have some bit of off-ball creation. It's, it's kind of interesting. Who knows? I, I think his defense is – it's pretty okay. I don't think it's the mm-hmm. worst defense from one of these shooting guards that we've seen come out recently. I think he's a pretty just well-rounded player, man. Yeah, that's that's really fair. Uh, I was listening to uh, the Dunked On podcast recently, and a point they made was 
just looking around the league and looking at shooting guards in the league overall, there's not very many who you're going to look at and say, okay, that's a good defender. It's few and far between. So by that reason alone and Grady's size and athleticism, he might be an above average defender at the shooting guard position stepping into the league. So that's something you have to be really intrigued by uh, right off the bat. Mm. I, my biggest concern comes more from the the creation and the kind of swag he plays with on the floor. It can be it can be good for sure. And when he's taking those shots that he shouldn't be taking, it's always a good thing. But sometimes it leads to him trying to make passes that are a little too flashy drive a little too much and some that's a little bit harder to coach out of guys sometimes i i still liked him a whole lot but there were a couple shooters i liked more in this class including one who went a couple picks earlier who we'll talk about later yes sir we will get into that this is the one thing that i will leave with uh grady dick off platform shooting really impressive if we were worried about, oh, well, can he get his shot off? Which I don't have a problem at all with that. I think that he can get his shot off in the NBA. The other thing is that he does not mind taking the shot at the last second yeah. of a shot clock. Oh, yeah. You want me to go ahead and take that? I will go ahead. Do not worry. I will go ahead and take that shot for you. Mm-hmm. So I really believe that Toronto is on the right track with this are you surprised that they didn't make any moves with going up and down in this draft i will i do want to ask that I question guess a little surprised that we didn't see like even the beginnings of the retool because there were so many rumors about it uh there was also rumors about them hopping up into the second round and they didn't end up doing that but uh, as a UDFA, they went out and got Marquise Noel out of K-State. I think that's a interesting fit there. It's kind of reminiscent of a guy like Fred Van Vliet they've brought in in the past, a really accomplished college guard who's just struggles because he's small. I wonder if he'll be more productive in a spot like the Raptors who has had success with guys like that in the past. So overall, I kind of like what they did on draft day. I would say a little surprised though, with the fact that we didn't see any trade. Okay. Let's get to Boston. Let's just get yeah, to it. They had a seven second round picks or something. Uh, So there, it started off just, Ho-hum, what have you, and then all of a sudden, there's a Christoph Porzingis mm-hmm. in Beantown. Yeah. Now we're looking at the situation, and they made a bunch of trades down in to the second round as far as this concerned. Tell me a little bit, Nico, about the prospect that they picked up. Julian Phillips is kind of nice. I don't know. He, again, not one of the guys I was the highest on. I watched his game, and I... I like the dribble package. The Celtics tend to have success developing wings who have offensive scoring games overall. So, like, that's kind of a good sign. I, I, He wasn't someone I particularly loved, though. I didn't really like the shot or think it could develop it much. 
Um, I do like the the trading back and getting a million more draft picks in the future, though. That was fun. And not only second rounders, they got first, two firsts, which they were able to name partly into all of these second rounders, mm-hmm. which was crazy. Yeah. Um. So basically with them, it's really not about the guy. It's really about the trade. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to kind of sneak it in there. Where would you like to go? Because I know there are more exciting people that we really need to talk about in this draft because I think we're about to have some debates. And stuff. Uh, yeah, we could. I, I Quickly, <laughs> to, to wrap up the Atlantic, I want to touch on the Sixers bringing in uh, a lot of fun UDFAs. Ricky Council Jr., that's a, a guy with ball handling upside who we've liked in the past, Terquavion Smith. Someone who looked like he was going to get drafted last year came back trying to move up the board. Instead, ended up falling out of the draft entirely. But might be a fun guard coming off the bench. And Azulis Tubelis also, another guy who was on a lot of early season draft boards. The whole game was never really there with him. He ended up outside of my top 45 also, but I, I did enjoy watching him play um also the knicks no draft picks for them either but they went and got jacob top and after all the rumors of an obi top and trade <laughs> they go and sign jacob top and in free agency and say fuck all that no we're, we're going to get his brother pretty nuts gotta keep Obi. gotta keep Obi, yeah man. you gotta keep him happy Jeez. man you, yeah, no listen, matter what, no OB trade. We're not going to give you more minutes because you can't play defense, but uh, here's your brother. <laughs> yeah, man. I, I actually thought he was going to get drafted at some point. I didn't think he'd come out this year, but it kind of made sense with everyone going to Kentucky and him not wanting to mm-hmm. transfer, apparently. Uh, he's going to be a hell of a player in the G League. They also got Jalen Martin from OT. I didn't watch much of him, but uh, he was a kind of highly touted prospect coming out originally so he's worth keeping an eye on at least i'd say um all right nico we got to get into the shits we got to get into charlotte okay. right now we got to do it we got to move to where the draft started where i wanted to see you go into cardiac arrest i would say but we did not get that so at number two the Charlotte Hornets, or as as Mitch Cupcap said, Michael Jordan made this pick. They take Brandon Miller at two, the lengthy, bouncy wing from Alabama, and the Charlotte fans did not like this at all. They were not having it. So is there any way that we can soothe some of the fans and Charlotte, hashtag, let's fly, whatever. Can we help yeah. them? Because yeah. yes. they were pissed, bro. We they were we pissed. Help. Charlotte, calm down. I know I have left the city, but guys, calm down, <laughs> calm down. Brandon Miller's great. I trust in what they did in evaluating this prospect. Mm-hmm. They had to make a decision, the very tough decision. Yeah. As a person that is a Charlotte Hornets fan, I, I wasn't upset with Scoop mm-hmm. or Brandon Miller. 
Um, I know me and Nico have talked about a little yeah. bit about the more so fit side of Scoop. Mm-hmm. And it makes the, – the more you think about it, it makes more sense why it was a very hard decision for not just a need because Brandon Miller isn't just like a need player where he's just so far away from Scoop. And when it comes to just what a player he can be, but also right. a fit for it as well. So when you have a star player, you can't really – bring in another guy that's going to be doing a lot of what LaMelo does. Um, but instead of like more of the outside shooting, attacking the rim with the ball in his hand. So I, I like the pick for us. I mean, what, what I always like to say when it's a young kind of two-way wing in the draft, the guys who win championships are the two-way it's wings. True. So yeah. I, I love the idea of what we're doing. That I love yeah, it. I, I can agree with that parts of that anyways the the struggle i have we've we've talked about a hundred times uh yep. back and forth but the the lack of a penetrating game ability to finish at the rim when you already have that struggle with your superstar player in lamella ball it's kind of hard doubling down on something like that uh we we both i think before the draft were really hoping the hornets would trade back and kind of kind of add a few other things here right? rather than just sticking and picking a prospect like Brandon Miller. But in the post-draft, in the post-draft interview with Mitch Kupchak, you could, you could kind of tell this guy was handcuffed into this decision and was not given any agency to make a choice. Um, he's a good kid, and I think he's going to be a good player. Together, they're going to work out. It's just going to make their team building a little more difficult. Hopefully, they can either make a trade for someone who can provide that rim pressure, or maybe uh, find some other way to supplement that. It's just <clears throat> they kind of back themselves into a corner a little bit. I get that he fits. Like I get it. I understand it. I hope we're not looking back at on this in like five years and going, um, that's that's Michael Jordan yeah. in Scoop. I, that's <laughs> that's my whole thing. Like I I'm I'm really scared. Yeah, that this is the reverse. Like Portland's now getting the good karma. Oh, we yeah. good. See if you heard this story before. We already got. Our guard, we're gonna go ahead and get a big. This is what happened in '84. Yeah, Michael went walking down to number three, and then it was all set. So that's the history lesson there. But I like the kid, I like his talent. I'm not as sold on the handle yeah, for him. Me neither. Uh, but he does have a dynamic passer next to him in LaMelo Ball, so that should help a lot. Yeah, I think LaMelo is going to make him look really good. Yeah. I, honestly, so, I really like the pick. I, 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 the more I know it's the fan, you start yeah. to love the player as it built in, but I, if you don't know, it's Roll Tide in my house. So, so we, we, I'm an Alabama fan. I watched every game. I, I like him. He, yeah. he provides a lot of what the, the Hornets need, what we need. He, Gives us a little bit of that defense, mm-hmm. some a little bit on ball. I kind of like his outside shot blocking that he comes as a help side guy as well. 
His handle, it is a little wonky. It's a little herky-jerky, but I, that style can work. Yeah. I, I, that style can work and develop just a little bit more where it's an effective style for a wing guy. Mm. Um, and, of course, the shot is – it's a good shot. I have a little few questions about the shot the more I looked into mm-hmm. it, just where he kind of shoots in some areas. But overall, the shot's pretty good, and I can see it developing at a pretty good, pretty nice, solid shooter all around. Now, Charlotte was busy. Oh, yeah. They had a ton of stuff going on. Yeah. Uh, their second he pick. started the day with a double, I think, at the number two pick, but it was all home runs after that. Uh, okay. So, Nick Smith Jr. goes 27th overall. Now, I had questions about the kid as far as size. Just he's light. Okay, skill set is is really nice. Um, we also are talking about another guy. Can he get to the paint? Mm-hmm. Right, you know. And then also, I I worry about him on the defensive end. Okay, just his mm-hmm. size. I understand that he's young. He's got to fill out. I understand all of that. I'm just talking about for where Charlotte is. Kind of like last year, you got to look at it that they were kind of suspended, right? You had the the incident with uh one of their one of their players, Lamelo got hurt. It was just it just went downhill. It went downhill fast. I thought like a guy, this guy right here definitely helps. My question is, does he help immediately, or is this something where we're gonna see a lot of him in Greensboro? Oh, he's in Greensboro. Okay. Oh, he, 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 it's already known. We, we know what Charlotte does. Mm-hmm. They send all the guys to Greensboro. Now, he's definitely going to Greensboro, but me, I don't like the pick. I, I was very sad when I saw this pick because there's a guy that I really like that I really thought we should have taken at this pick. And that Talk guy, about it. Everyone know, Nico knows mm-hmm. who I'm going to say here. Nico knows. Leonard Miller. Yeah. I just think. I, I thought he was a top 20 prospect coming into the draft. But the last two, three days, I was just thinking. You get into that yeah. thinking head of like, wait a second. I remember this guy last year. He didn't even look like a college basketball player. No. Okay? <laughs> no. <laughs> he, he, he didn't look like a player. We're going to talk more about it, but I'm just yeah. saying that. He did not look like a college player. I got you. And he developed pretty well. We're going to talk about it more when we see the team yeah. that he goes to. But he developed very yeah. well. And I'll say this. I think that's probably one of the highest upside guys that we saw towards this range. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I don't love the pick. But I, I see the vision with Nick Smith. But, again, like you said, another guy who doesn't know how to attack the rim. I, I don't know why we're yeah. playing anti-paint for some reason. But it's fine. <laughs> well, it's so funny. And, and then it continues because in the second round, we got Kobe Jones. Uh, yeah, Kobe Jones. Out of Xavier. Well, so you got uh, you got <laughs> Mr. James Naji before that. Oh, okay. I'm looking at there. Okay, go James ahead. Yeah, Naji is uh, a guy who <laughs> I think we talked about it during the draft coverage. This is center. You, they just draft exclusively oh. center after center after center every year. Um, what? Why? Jones is 
sending him to the shadow realm now. We're not we're not worried about him no more. I'm about to make Kendall very happy. Oh yeah. With Naji with Naji showing up, no more JT Thor. Oh yeah, I think. No more JT Thor. Nico, Look at my man. Yes, sir. That. I got it. I got a roster spot for him in Houston. Uh, get him out of <laughs> nah, here. Give nah, him the he's boot. coming home. He's coming home. That's the best player on your get team. Out. You already know it. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm sick of it. Viva la revolution, oh, man. <clears throat> I. But but about the pig, I, I like James now. Yeah, uh, he's one of the guys, the center prospects that, when you get to this range in the second in the in the second round, late first round, the centers that I'm looking for are centers that have a role. We know what he's going to provide. He's going to block shots, set screens, and catch lobs from the mellow ball. That that's his that's his role. And with the measurements that he came out with. Later in the season, because I thought this guy was like 6'9", 6'10", all year. Turns out he's taller than that. He has a very long wingspan. I mean, I think he, he has a role in the NBA where he could be a nice, nice, nice big behind Mark Williams. Um, I, I think he's a, I think he's a, I think good, good project player. Definitely, he's definitely going to Greensboro, too, as all Charlotte players do. Yeah. Yeah, I can't wait till Brandon Miller shows up and they say, "Oh, bro, you're not you're not starting the year here." Oh no, he's gonna be going to go too. Yeah, he'll be in Greensboro <laughs> for about the first twenty five thirty games. He'll be yeah. in Greensboro. You got to earn right. it. You got to earn it. Oh yeah. <clears throat> Shout out to our guy Clifford who who loves putting rookies on the bench so we don't get to evaluate yeah. them. So uh, and the Colby Jones pick we were talking about earlier, I think that was ultimately traded to the Kings. Right. Um. But they do have one more pick, and another guy I absolutely loved. I know you love <coughs> in this draft class, Mister Amari Bailey. I, I, I'm surprised he fell that far. He was available at 41. Uh, that was a great pick. Goodbye. The last pick was saying goodbye to. Kai Jones and JT Thor, this pick is saying goodbye to James Booknight because you've just replaced him with a better version for sure. Well, then, um, you know, you know how I feel about Martin Bailey. You know how I feel about this kid. Mm -hmm. The one thing I will say is that remember how you were talking about to Willis out of Arizona and how you like watching him play? Yeah. Go watch the game where Tabulus was trying to guard Amari Bailey. Yeah. Go watch that and how he gets yammed on twice. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Very impressive. He never got the ball very at UCLA. Yeah. No, never. You're right. Until literally the last three games of like the regular season and then into conference uh, tournament play and then on to the national tournament. They are getting a scintillating guard. Yeah. I cannot believe he fell this far. Uh, Kendall, this is now a guy who can get to the paint. Oh, I know. Oh, he can get there. Mm -hmm. He can get there, and I like him a lot. I like him. He was a highly guarded recruit coming in, so he, he has the talent to be good. Um, I will say I think he's better than he is. He went to one of those schools where a lot of guys don't really – 
go insane with their numbers. It's a lot more of a team-oriented team over there. So I think he has more than what we think. I think he has a lot of a driving ability. I think he has a pretty good shot. Um, I think the defense is there. I think I think he could be a nice little guy on our roster that is a different type of play style, um, of more of exciting, like the a replacement of the James Book Knight. I like him. I like him quite well. I think he'll bring a, a lot of swag to Charlotte. Absolutely, we already have did so you, much. <laughs> did you see the outfit? Did you oh, see the yeah. outfit? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, There's sir. so much on Gordon Hayward's plate now. He's got a man. Poor <laughs> Gordon. They're, they're is he taking classes? <laughs> is he taking classes like right now? Going like I gotta keep up on yeah. the lingo. Okay, what the, where is what what the hell? It's charisma. It's charisma. They just can just say charisma, right? No, can they just say no, that? They can. No, they. Uh, he's got to work in his conflict management skills. He's gonna develop a career after. Just think about this. I just just paint this picture in your head. Brandon Miller, Mark Bailey, LaMelo Ball going out. Mm-hmm. That's oh, yeah. Yeah, I just Steve Hey, Clifford, he's gonna make his money this year because there's gonna be some fines. Somebody show up late. It's about to go down. Nights the Uber drive. Oh, <laughs> Don't don't do that. Don't don't drink and drive, kids. Hey, we, won't uh-huh. party, we won't party too much, okay? We're trying to win, okay? Lamelo, Lamelo, he's gonna be in the gym every day with Brandon Miller. They're gonna be in the gym. They're gonna be grinding, getting right with Mark <coughs> Williams. On you know, they're gonna be working together. They're gonna be right. We got some. I have a very good idea for the Hornets this year. I think this year we we do some things. That's. I hope so. I hope they take a step in the right direction this year and leave the Wizards as like the only tanking team in the worst draft in the last 11 years. Um speaking of the Wizards. Yeah, I I they, I wasn't going to take I was just about to transition somewhere else, but I'll take the Wizards. I mean, we here yeah. now. We may as well go ahead and talk yeah, about it. Oh, oh yeah. They took, they took Kendall's guy at number 7. Woo! He's all aboard. Man. So the Wizards had a flurry of activity, yeah, right? It was trades and second rounders, and it was like Oprah. It was like, you get a second rounder, and you get a second rounder. Everyone gets one. Yep. Now, they take the second rounders that they had. They take two of them to move up one slot to take Victor Wimbayama's teammate, Bilal Kulabale. I'm just going to allow Kendall to cook. Yeah. Kendall, speak poetically about your guy, Bilal Kulabale. Bilal Kulabale. Okay. Uh, Let me just talk about how I first noticed this, <laughs> this guy on the basketball court. You know, I'm just sitting there watching Victor Wimbayama, as we all did multiple times at 3, mm. 4 in the morning when you have nothing else to do but watch greatness. And I keep on noticing someone more and more as the season goes on. And it's not nothing insane. It's not like he's coming out here giving me 30, giving me 
Nothing insane. I just noticed someone always there yeah. on the defensive side. I'm like, who is this guy? And I just see the ball and I'm like, okay. I look at it, what he's doing. I'm like, oh. I look at his numbers. I'm like, okay, he's just a regular guy. And I think that's what everyone's doing. Yeah. Everyone's seeing his numbers and seeing what he did on that team and not knowing what he did on that U21 team, mm. that he was in that same time period. In the U21 league, he was playing a completely different type of basketball. Yeah, um, He was had the ball in his hands a lot more. He was shooting way more than what he was. He was playing his role with Victor and Bayama because they, they were truly just trying to win championships. So I, there's so much to his game that I feel like just a lot of people don't know because they just think that he played with Victor that whole season mm. when really he got called up and stepped up and even started in games and and played pretty good minutes in the playoffs in a lot of those games and contributed well for the team. I think he's a great pick with high upside on the defensive side. He's excellent. I, I believe he's great at finishing at the rim. Yeah. The ball handling really, I think it's there. I think it's I think it's there for sure. Um, personally, athletic wise, I think he's not far off from the Thompson. Realistically, oh, yeah, he's in that okay. same range of athleticism when it comes okay. to what he provides on the court. I, I think he has the chance on the Wizards who are in this rebuild and it's going to take a while, and he's going to have all the chances in the world to be in whatever the player that we think he is. Uh-huh. It, I, I think he's a very one of the highest upside guys in this whole draft class. Yeah, I love him a lot. You're you're all over that. I I, I don't don't believe all that with the athleticism. I I like Bilal quite a bit too. I saw the upside. I saw the finishing, and this guy gets like up and over the rim. I the the Thompsons are just special superhuman athlete mutants. I I can't quite put him in that category. And yeah, Mr. Amen is. Uh, I can't wait till we're talking about him next week. But it's uh, um yeah I that's yeah, I, he he's, he's I, a man to be compared to. But Bilal is. Kendall, we could just leave when he talks about Amen. We could just break out, go have a sandwich. Yeah, oh man, you know what I'm saying? Be, yeah, <laughs> at least an hour and a half of gushing. Do we need to go ahead and put some mute, mute music and some lighting of candles for you so you get your yeah okay? Oh, I, you might just man. That's <laughs> a, a handsome six foot seven specimen. That's all I, I can't. Can, <laughs> can we? Can we, we're we're on the Eastern Conference and we're talking. Hey, about, I can't uh, even get through the Eastern to. Conference. Got, he, I didn't bring them up in the first place. Kendall had to talk <laughs> about athleticism. <laughs> And the so Thompsons, they're, they're coming up. Can you know. talk about Bilal Koulibaly, yeah, please? Yeah, he's Can pretty good, whatever. Uh, we'll, we'll Bilal Koulibaly is better than both of them, Nico. Yeah. He's better than Amos. He's a better prospect. No, no, he's not. You know he's not. The passing of, on, oh, oh, Amen, Amen. Amos, oh, my, no, smooth. Whoa, you're liking this a whole lot, Nico. <laughs> I'm, get, I'm getting sweaty. I don't know what to say. <laughs> There's a better pass in the draft, by the way. Uh, there, there might be one, but just one, and he's not six seven. Okay, and then talk about the two second round draft picks that uh, 
Washington Wizards got, and then well, we can move on they, to another. They team. ended up uh, moving off the one. They only only are taking Tristan Vukovic out of Serbia. Uh, fun, fun guy, Euro player. Gives them a little bit more of kind of like the Abdia mold, where he he likes to play more with the ball in his hands. Can kind of attack the rim he's better rebounder and a little worse athlete but he can provide some similar things you know with your backup units which like teaches guys on your team how to play together i i kind of like it as far as that's concerned but not one of my favorite dudes all right atlanta takes kobe buffkin okay let's get to this all right um, I didn't understand the pick when they took it. I I love the kid. Can I, I can I just yeah. say that I like the kid. I like the game. We can get into all that. My question is that is he going to reach his potential? How is he going to develop when you got Dejounte Murray, you got Trey Young, and you got got other backcourt people on this team right now. Where are the minutes coming from to help his development? Or is this part of some sort of trade down the line? That's a very, very crowded backcourt. It is. And uh, they brought in Mr. Aaron Holiday last year to kind of be the backup long-term. Didn't work out so well. And it seems like instead... They are using the 15th overall pick to address a position of a backup player when I believe they had a lot bigger holes on this roster to potentially fill. I know you're you're looking for best player available at uh, these these picks on, in the draft, but man, in this sort of situation, like you need to pick for fit as well and. This guy did not fit on your roster. So this is where we want to talk about franchises and front offices and what have you, right? So they had a change last year. They moved on. There's a whole new regime in there. And this is the first choice. Kendall, what does this tell you about what Atlanta thinks of what they have? Is this a play for the future? What's your thoughts on the team-building aspect of what you saw go down in Atlanta with their draft choice? I, I don't know. I, I mean, I feel like I feel like they – to me, he was the – I would say he's the best player on the board at that range. So I, I get the point of drafting him, but like, like Nico's saying, I don't, I don't see the role that he fits into this roster. With Trey and Dejounte, I don't really see how he gets time to be who he is. Um, I, I don't think a trade's happening with Trey or Dejounte anytime soon. So that that's not a thing that's happening. I can only think of this as they saw this was the best guy on their board, and were so probably surprised that they would he was here for them, and they just said we're gonna take this guy because we just believe he's the best prospect at the spot. And I don't know that their true direction. Now I'm about to say something that's probably going to upset Nico and it'll bring him back on the screen because it'll bring up some things he loves to talk about. 
Cam Whitmore is on the board at this point. Uh, the aforementioned Leonard Miller is on the board at this point. There are a bunch of people on the board at this point. Yes, we do not draft for need. Okay, I understand that. But you're going to tell me that there wasn't somebody on your board that was close enough to Kobe Bufkin, which we talked about this draft. Mm-hmm. And from I listened to you guys, right? There was a whole – we talked about it. There was like a group of, of guys, mm-hmm. right, that was all like 12 to 26, 12, yeah. you know, depending on how – how high you were on it. Nico was real high. Kendall, I know you kind of are on my side a little bit more on the conservative side, but you probably had about, what, 22, 23 guys in this draft where you were like, yeah, these are real, real players, Kendall? Yeah, this was around that range where all these guys were getting picked back to back to back all around the same range. Yeah. Yeah. So it just, to me, it just didn't make a lot of sense. And honestly, to tell you the truth, I think we're going to have to allow just the offseason to continue to see where this actually ends up. Um, did you want to talk about Seth Lundy, uh, Nico? A solid shooter. That's the, you often talk about bringing in guys who you think can just like sl- slide in and play like an adult role at this point in the draft around 46 40 top 45 is generally the range I look at but 46 is close enough this is the type of dude he's older veteran can just slide onto your team play play a guard role off the bench I kind of like it there I wanted to transition a little earlier into this team though uh you have you have a guy who is taking 18th overall in this draft, another UCLA player. I, I thought I'd give you an opportunity to gush about Mr. Triple J, Honey Hawkes Jr. Okay, I'm not going to say what all the ESPNs, like, talking heads are going to say. What what exact fit of heat culture? Listen, I believe in heat culture, so no disrespect heat to heat culture. <laughs> No disrespect to heat culture. Here's the one thing I will say. This is like a Jimmy Butler clone. This dude made himself a first-round draft pick. Mm, Yeah. He got quicker. They told him to go back and work on your lateral quickness. He was mirroring guys last year. A couple years ago, he was playing on two, two sprained ankles. Mm-hmm. He played 39 minutes in both of those games in the NCAA tournament and balled out. So you're getting a guy who's, gonna, who's going to come to work every single day. He's going to work real hard. The jump shot, I actually think, will come. Oh. I think sometimes he's actually a little – he's too quick with it, he's right? It's shooter. just like he's – I want to – yeah. So I think all the moves, the Kevin McHale stuff that he has is excellent. And they got another wing that is going to bring his lunch pail and his hard hat, and he's going to fit right in. So two-a-days, running, all that. But he's going to enjoy South Beach. 
Shouts out to my guy, High Mike Hotkez. I am excited for my man, Triple J. Let's go. A clap all day. So go yeah. ahead. Talk about well, my guy. <laughs> he is an example, I think, of ever since they made this rule change where you can come out and go through the draft process and then decide, no, I'm not coming out. I'm going back to school. This guy's came out every year. He has came, tested the waters, went through, asked the questions. What do I need to get better at? Okay, that. He goes back to UCLA. He spends the year improving. He did it multiple times. Went from a guy who we all actually had conversations about two years ago in the pre-draft process. Uh, we're talking about him as more of like a sleeper. Maybe he goes in the the back end of the second round he comes back last year he's being talked more in the top like 45 maybe top 35 comes back again and now he gets picked 18th overall and by an organization who hits with these types of players over and over and over seems like people in your neighborhood like Jaime Hawkes too they sure do honk yeah honk for Jaime all on board man they brought in uh all like okay so what this is is we have some technical difficulties with the eastern conference finals so um i'm vince i'm your host but i'm not your complete host because what you're going to see on this video is everyone this is the debut of kendall hall special contributor to frpc hoops um, he will be coming in from time to time, and I welcome the conversation that you guys will see later on in this. But we have some te technical difficulties, um, and Kendall's audio cut out for like the last 20 minutes of the pod. So what I'm going to do is finish up the two teams that we talked about, and then the rest of the pod will go. And you'll see everybody, the cast of characters, Nico Miatello. You'll see the Canadian Bomber, the Canadian Shaman, the Canadian Bill Simmons, the Canadian Zach Lowe, and the forever Canadian son of one Loretta Curran, Nico Miatello. He'll be on the pod as well. So let's get to it. Um, the two teams that we, uh, with the technical difficulties that we had a problem with, are the Pacers and Detroit. So we want to make sure that everybody gets their proper time. So let's hit the, the Pacers. Indiana. Hashtag boom, baby. I know what's going on. I know what's going on in Indiana. Y'all don't think I know? I know. All right. So they made a trade. <clears throat> so they took Bilal Kulabali. And then they traded him to Washington for Jairus Walker. Now, when they made the pick, it was like, whoa, whoa, cool. Oh, we couldn't believe it. We were like, ah, but not so fast because they were doing a solid for Washington, got some picks on the back end of it. Washington was like, cool. We got like 35 second rounders because we got them all from Phoenix the other day. You know what I'm saying? We just making it happen, right? So here's a couple second rounders for you. We just want you to get our guy, and then you can have Jairus Walker. So the Pacers end up with Jairus Walker, 6'8", 6'9", anywhere between 240 and 248. Um, 
He's got a shot to be Draymond Green. Okay? Um, good facilitator, offensive facilitator. All that, like, elbow stuff, everything. He also has a dribble package. Um, he is he could take over the Sabonis role that you lost when Sabonis went away to Sacramento. But you got Ty Halliburton, so that's my guy. Shouts out to Ty Halliburton. Man, I love your game from Iowa State, man. So I'm glad you're doing what you're doing. So keep it up. So with that being said, now Jarris Walker fits right in. It's a perfect fit. Okay, this is your four. This is the guy that you're sticking next to Miles Turner. This is a guy who's going to provide defense, rim protection, rebounding. He's going to provide wing versatility. Uh, so he can switch out onto threes and what have you. Um, he can guard a guard for a second. That is not what you want him to do forever. But he's going to bring some physicality and some playmaking ability. Now, Nico believes in the shot. I'm skeptical of the shot, but I don't care if it ever hits. Um, I would hope it hit a little bit. Um, he does. He does need some some post moves that would be helpful. Uh, but he can play right away, just off the things he can do on the offensive end, hitting cutters, um, providing um, that kind of offensive hub at the elbow that you need. Um, especially with guards like Halliburton, who are slight. Here's a guy who has some girth. So DHOs. Man, pick and rolls, this dude is going to, man, I'm going to tell you right now, dudes are going to be sore bouncing off this dude at the end of games. I like him a lot, personally. Um, I can't really say much more about the pick. I think this was a great fit, slam dunk for the Indiana Pacers. Um, Nico loved him. Nico loves him. He he spoke profusely about him, um, and so I think he feels also Indiana got a really good uh, choice as well. Now to the Pistons. The Pistons at five took Asura Thompson. He's the other Thompson twin, 6'7", 218, a little bit bigger than his brother. Um, he's the defender of the two. He's the better defender of the two. Crazy athlete, maybe not as athletic as Amen, but not so far underneath Amen that, you know, whatever. He's a crazy athlete. Um, this is a guy who will get in your shirt. This is a guy who's going to play defense. This is a guy who's going to be at the gym early. This is the guy who is uh, working on his shot. His shot is better. He has a better shot than his brother. Um, He's just not the offensive initiator as Amen is. So that's where Amen gets that bump. But on the defensive end, he's he creates on the defensive end what Amen creates on the offensive end. Because it's chaos. He gets a lot of buckets in transition. So spectacular dunks are on the way in Detroit. So with Ivy and Asura Thompson on the break, it's going to look scary if Cade is in the middle of that. It's going to be a beautiful thing to watch. So you got that. 
I believe in the shot. I also think that now that he's split up from his brother, I think you're going to see better offensive creation for him. I don't think that he doesn't have it. I just think it wasn't it wasn't robustly developed um, as of right now. So that's what I say about that. Um, and then they got Marcus Sasser out of Houston in a trade. He's a 6'1", 196-200-pound guard. He's built like a fire hydrant, okay? Um, shoot the ball really well, quick, not, he's, he's quicker than fast. He's not crazy athletic, but he's athletic enough. Um, he's tenacious on defense, but he's small. Um, so you still have the issue of whether he's going to get swallowed up in pick and roll. But effort, you will never have to worry about effort. This could be a guy who runs your second um, your second team for, like, he's like Tyus Jones a little bit. Uh, he's going to make the right play. He's going to take open shots. He's going to get good shots for others. The thing that you worry about is longer defenders on him. Will he be able to get his shot? We'll find out, right? But he's going to put the effort in. He's going to work hard. Um, I like the pick. I mean, you know, you can high character, high quality guys at 25 that um, have two or three things in their bag and then you can build off of it. I think that's all you can really want at 25, right? Is that you say, okay, can this guy contribute minutes to our team right away? And I think the the answer to that is yes. It's absolutely yes with Marcus Sasser. So I think they got two great picks. I think Detroit did well. Um, and now we will switch over to the conversation that I had with Nico and Kendall and finish this Eastern Conference draft observation. So y'all sit tight and I'll be back in a minute with the fellas.